welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. So, so wonderful to have you here. Hope you'll stick around. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for all of your amazing continued support. Today, I want to talk a little bit about cheese. <laughs> Most specifically, since the beginning of the year, and I think even maybe a little bit going back into last year, I have been toying around with my sort of lasagna filling recipe kind of thing. And a lot of this has gone hand in hand with giving a crack at homemade ravioli, which is the featured recipe for today's episode. I got some ravioli cutters for Christmas and the first ones I made were heart-shaped because I got a heart-shaped ravioli cutter and everything and I really okay so a couple things caveat off the bat that I need to learn about ravioli uh, numero uno I need to learn how to fill them more uniformly because I do not fill them uniformly enough and I also need to learn how to not overfill them because one of the problems that I continue to have is that I am way over filling them and unfortunately it's causing some of them to burst when you cook them. So I've still got a lot more to learn about making homemade ravioli themselves. I've just been using my same old pasta dough recipe that I have been using for a long time. That'll be copied of course in the show notes along with every other step for the featured recipe for this. But I have been putting a lot of work into exploring in that space of what really, and I mean really, is going to make the dreamiest, most beautiful, wonderful cheese filling. So the first time I made ravioli, I was like, well, I want to just kind of do a version of the cheese that I normally make for lasagna. Okay. And I'm also going to talk today about whipping up what I've been calling these quick and dirty little lasagnas. I've been using a bread loaf pan for this because basically the first time I made ravioli, I had cheese left. Now I didn't have enough cheese to do a whole tray, like a whole, like, you know, baking dish full of lasagna, but I had enough cheese to where I could, I could toss a little something together. So I got those oven ready lasagna noodles, the ones that are just, you know, you chuck them right in the pan and they're good to go. I love those things. Before I made my own homemade pasta, that was what my would go to all the time. Because I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm not really the biggest fan of like a big, thick, massive, chewy lasagna noodle. I don't know. They kind of tend to take over like most lasagnas to me. But granted, that's because I only ever make cheese lasagnas. I know meat lasagnas, it's nicer to kind of have that, we'll call it a firmer hand. It's not a hand, it's a noodle. But it's kind of nice to have that you know, bigger noodle to kind of hold everything a little bit more together. And I think it works more in a meat lasagna than it does in an all cheese, like vegetarian style lasagna, but that's neither here nor there really. But the, you know, I've been knocking together these quick and dirty little lasagnas because the first time I made ravioli, I had about half of the cheese mix left over. And wouldn't you know it, those little oven ready lasagna noodles, they fit so perfectly in a bread loaf pan. And I was like, why doesn't anybody ever actually make lasagna like this? But then I very quickly realized when I took it out of the oven and, you know, served it to myself and Rebecca, I was like, oh, because there's none left already. And we just like it's already gone. It was like one little tiny pan. It's like barely any lasagna. And whenever you make lasagna, it should always be like you should have enough to feed 40 people. <laughs> now you're not going to because it's your lasagna and they'll have to pry it from your cold, dead hands. But <laughs> for me, like I love lasagna so much 
that like I feel like it needs to be made in as much quantity as ever. But you know, if you have the cheese left over and you have a sauce that you just gotta whip in there or whatever, I had to do quick and dirty little, you know, marinara sauces where I just really quickly, you know, cook everything down and, and, and chuck it together so I can get that little lasagna pan in the oven. But it worked out really great. Worked out really, really great. So when you're in a pinch and you just got the ingredients and you just gotta throw it together, I mean some lasagna, let's let's be let's be real here. Some lasagna is better than none. The second time I did quote unquote quick and dirty lasagna though, I did two loaf pans of it, which still wasn't enough, but it was more than the first time. So baby steps, we're going to get there, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there because I'm talking about making homemade ravioli. that's kind of where this recipe started was it was my lasagna cheese but i kind of also used it like kitchen sink cheese because i was like well i've got this uh, parsley i gotta get rid of so i'm gonna throw this in here i've got this spinach and i've got all this other stuff that i gotta throw in there so let's get rid of it didn't have any fresh basil had way too much fresh parsley didn't chop it up finely enough so you had these huge leaves going on in there and was it good yes yes with the major caveat that I knew the instant I took a bite of it, number one, too much parsley, but number two, this can be so much better. I can develop this into so much more. So it's kind of been one of the things I've been working on since the beginning of the year is this kind of evolving cheese filling, this evolving cheese filling, just if you're doing like a cheese ravioli, or if you're doing like a cheese lasagna, or if you just have like, I've done manicotti, I've done stuffed shells. I've done like, like literally across the board. Remember in the last episode, when I talked about, we're going to be, you know, working to lose weight and actively what steps are you taking toward to wanting it? Um, eating, eating less of this is numero uno on the list. Cause we're going to talk about it in a minute. Uh, it's going it's to get worse before it gets better. I'm so sorry, but it's going to, but you know, it's, I, it, it, this kind of thing has to be in moderation, cannot be an everyday thing, maybe once a week, if that, especially if you're trying to drive weight loss goals. So the next time it came time to make this, I was going to make homemade ravioli again and I'm getting like all the ingredients together and I'm like opening the cheese drawer to see like what all, what all do we have in there? Uh, it's usually exploding by the way. But I notice a half of a container of mascarpone cheese because I had made this tossed together chicken, like with a, with a, with a, with a pasta, like tomato cream sauce, uh, basically made a marinara and then just whoop, chucked like half of a container, like four ounces of mascarpone in there to really kind of like turn it into like this tomato cream sauce turned out really, really good. But that one needs to go back to the workshop again before I'm ready to roll it out for you because I did it with chicken thighs and it turned out good. It turned out good, not great because the chicken texturally was too similar. I, what did I do? Rotini, I think. And changing up the pasta could help in that, in that, in that scenario as well. I definitely know that, but I think the issue with it was, is that chicken needs to be breaded and pan fried uh, at the very least if not deep fried something needs to be done to that chicken texturally to make it 
different than the pasta because it was all kind of it was heavy because it all had the same texture and then of course it has that mascarpone cream filling in there but i had half of a container of mascarpone cheese the new format of the show is just me rambling for 20 minutes if you guys hadn't figured that out yet <laughs> but i had the half a container of mascarpone cheese and i'm like this is going to give that cheese sauce mixture so much depth so much body what if i chuck this other half of this container four ounces of mascarpone into this cheese recipe and i did it and it was bar none the best like italian lasagna style like cheese filling kind of thing i have ever made in my life i was blown away by how good it turned out it has this dreamy decadent mouthfeel it's so creamy so velvety just kind of melts and falls apart in your mouth you know from all that beautiful creaminess and then you've got all the freshness in there too you've got fresh garlic you've got fresh herbs you've got so much good freshness going on with this so many good wonderful beautiful beautiful little elements in there and then that mascarpone that creaminess that richness of it ties it all together because ricotta for for all that it is is not a very rich cheese so the mascarpone really kind of helps to tie all that in there and tie all that together and when you whip it especially because i always whip my cheese filling for lasagna for what have you and it just like introduces like that airiness in there so you get this beautiful light fluffy dreamy decadent flavor fast forward to yesterday as of recording day it's the 19th of february so I decided I wanted to make homemade ravioli again. And I took the existing cheese recipe, finally decided to cut back the parsley. Last time I just didn't have parsley, so I didn't have to worry about it. But I remembered still the memory of that first time. Like, ooh, don't put so much parsley in it, Nick. And I made sure I bought a hydroponic basil plant, chopped it up. Fresh basil and everything is like literally perfection. It makes everything so much better chopped up that fresh spinach, get the garlic in there, the pecorino, the parmesan, and the mascarpone cheese. Get it all into the stand mixer, or if you don't have a stand mixer, that's fine. You don't have to use a stand mixer. Use a hand mixer. Use an electric beater. Whip that together until it's nice, light, luscious, and fluffy. And then I rolled out my fresh pasta dough, and then used a spoon the, the first couple times i'd done ravioli i did a piping bag and i really feel like i need to go back to that model because it gives me more control but also i need to just kind of so here's one of the biggest kind of serious serious talks we need to have folks i don't measure things properly now in a lot of styles of cooking that's fine because you can kind of adjust things on the fly and I really prefer that style of cooking. I don't like to be kind of like, we'll say like chained to a recipe. Like it doesn't have, like you can do like, you know, like I know like from, from just experience, just like cooking, looking in the palm of my hand, if I pour a teaspoon of salt in there, I know what that teaspoon of salt looks like. But if there's a few extra grains, whatever, it's not the end of the world, you know? And if I don't put enough in, I can sprinkle a little bit more and things like that. But in some of these kinds of cases, there's a science to it. There's a real science to it. And especially learning more about baking. We'll talk about that in future episodes of the show. 
learning more about baking, doing more baking has really kind of taught me to go back and read about food science and think about food science and think about why things work the way that they do. And I've made things on this show like wontons, crab rangoons. I've made those kinds of things where I know that you cannot overfill them or they are going to burst. Well, since I didn't go with the piping bag and I went with the spoon, I unfortunately ended up way overfilling these ravioli. And then because I had gone for a four and a half mile walk and then I was on my feet in the kitchen prepping, making homemade marinara sauce, prepping and making this cheese, prepping and making the pasta dough for the ravioli. I was like, uh, dinner's not going to be done until midnight if we're eating this. So I audibled, did some quick Mexican burritos and then made the ravioli and decided to leave them for the next day. I don't... Somebody out there knows. Get at me on social media if you know. But here's what I'm thinking before I say what I did. I'm thinking if you're going to prep them and not eat them immediately, not make them immediately, you have to freeze them. Because the problem is, is the cheese filling inside is wet. And I had put them on a baking tray. I put flour on it. Put flour on it. But the problem is, is because they sat in the fridge for a day, they all got like that moisture got seeped into the bottom, like seeped through the bottom of them. And a ton of them got stuck to the baking tray. You can see maybe in the food photos I posted from this week, from this episode specifically, that it was, it was kind of messy. It was kind of messy. Like it looked like a bomb had gone off in the, in the, in the pot. Like, I mean, it, it just like, if you've ever had that where even if it's just like normal frozen ravioli, whatever you throw them in a pot and it just looks like they kind of explode everywhere, you know, cause all of a sudden you can't see in the water anymore because all the cheese is leaked out of the ravioli. Yeah. That's what it was like because I overfilled them because I over, not only did I overfill them, but then I didn't store them properly. And that I had to scrape them with a metal spatula off of the bottom of this baking tray to put them in the water, like one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, which was a huge pain, a huge pain. So it's, I still got a lot more to learn in terms of like the actual construction of the ravioli itself. But in terms of the recipe, like I, like I said, I, I would, I would have to wager if you're not going to use them right away, you have to freeze them. That would be my summation because then you're going to trap all that moisture in the middle, in the cheese, and you're going to trap it in the pasta itself. And I mean, I've bought store-bought ravioli a million times, you know, store-bought frozen ravioli a million times. So that's at least, like I said, that's, that's what I would think. But having said that, having said that, the cheese recipe that you're going to find down in the show notes, this is the one that I have workshopped over the past, like two months, really, at this point. And it's, it's flawless. <laughs> It's flawless in my opinion. It's just the most decadent, beautiful, wonderful, light, rich, cheesy, dreamy mouthfeel that you can possibly imagine in a pasta. And especially like I will say this, like making the homemade pasta, like making homemade sheets of pasta, making homemade ravioli. I mean, you're not like the bite the bite is so incredible. It tastes like nothing you can possibly imagine because I know maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you have a homemade pasta. Maybe you haven't, but that taste, that texture, that feeling that every it's perfect. It's literal perfection. So if you haven't like you need to, like, I promise you, if you haven't check out the show notes, 
Now, here's the here's the one caveat, though, and and I'll say this, and I'll make the argument for it in that it tastes better than anything you're ever going to eat in your life. It really does. And it, maybe I don't mean that literally, but I mean that in terms of like you're going to taste it, you're going to take one bite, and you're going to be like, oh, my goodness. But you're going to have to put some time in on it because – and I know, like, I've seen online, they look like ice cube trays, basically, but you put, like, a sheet of pasta over it, you fill it with the filling, and then you put another one over and fancy-schmancy close it, and blah, 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 you got, like, a whole bunch of different little raviolis. I've got, like, individual little kind of, they're almost like stamps, like they're stamp cutters, kind of. You know, that's what I have. And they work good. Like, they work really, really well, if I didn't overfill them. But, you know, no matter what you do, Making homemade pasta, making homemade pasta sauce, the marinara sauce recipe will be down in the show notes as well. Making all of that stuff together, you're going to invest, it's going to be, you're going to invest a better part of a better part of a day into it. Like you really will. So maybe it's something that you can't dedicate the time to all the time. Maybe it's something that you don't necessarily have the kind of passion that I do where I'm like, this is legitimately like I could, my feet was, my feet hurt so bad by the time I was done yesterday, I was through the moon. I was, I was, I was in the stratosphere because I was so excited to taste this. Now, because a lot of them really, really were overfilled, exploded and, you know, stuck to that baking tray and to be fair like a bunch of them probably wouldn't have exploded if they didn't stick to the baking tray and i just scrape them off and the dough got ripped and but that kind of it took the wind out of my cells a little bit i was really really frustrated eating it because i was just like i should be enjoying this experience this should be this beautiful amazing thing and the taste of it oh the texture oh god the rich the beautiful savoriness and just that there's a light hint of sweetness in the back end of that marinara sauce that just creeps up on you oh perfection every single bite of it from a flavor perspective it's literally one of the best things i've ever made in my life literally is but i was so disappointed eating it because i was just i was mad at myself for not storing them properly i was mad at myself for overfilling them to the point where some of them were just literally like a tiny little seam was just ready to just like erupt out with cheese <laughs> so you know that was frustrating that was really really frustrating cuz i do that sometimes when i'm in the kitchen and i and i and i know like i was filling some of them last night and they were overfilled and i'm like nick stop filling them so full and then I immediately fill them full again anyway. And going back to that science aspect, like learning about baking science, learning about food science in this regard, use a use an actual measuring spoon. Like I just had a, a normal spoon scooping filling onto these sheets of pasta, you know, and th- that's Nick, that's not enough, dude. That's not a, like you actually like get out an actual teaspoon, measure it out, you know. Like, these are the things that I really still struggle with and I really don't do well enough, you know, but I learn progressively as I make these dishes and as I do these kinds of things, I learn progressively. And I like to think that my food has improved immeasurably over the past few years as a result of all the different things that I've learned as a result of, in some ways, I'll caveat that in some ways, the patience that I've developed in the kitchen. But sometimes I really, I need to fail at it. And I I wonder if it's almost like a subconscious thing where I need to fail at it. And I push myself to the point where I fail at it because I know I need to fail at it in order to improve or something. I don't know necessarily. That could definitely be something. But 
you know, maybe, maybe I just need to slow down and need to like, get it together, Nick. Come on. I don't know, but head down to the show notes. If you've never done it before, if you've never done it, I mean, granted, if you don't have all the tools and stuff like that, I know that's an investment, but say you have the tools or say, you know, someone who has the tools and you can borrow them or, you know, whatever, take the time one time. And and, and one thing, like I, I love spreading the messages of positivity and everything. And I hope that everybody that's listening, wherever you are, whenever you are, that, you know, you, you, your life is made better. By the time you're done listening to this, you're like, God, that was a good lesson. And you're ready to go face the rest of your day, your night, whatever it is, with even more energy than you already had before. Like, that's one thing that I already hope that you're taking into your day. But that's the positivity side of it. But I also really, really would love, and, and I mean love, for you to take a crack at the scratch-made food, you know? Maybe you listen and maybe you're like, nah, it's not ever for me. I could never do it. I could never do it. I bet you you can. I promise you that you could. I promise you that you could. And, and and I'm not even saying that you have to. I'm not saying that you it should be a part of your normal routine. I'm saying do it as a one-time only thing. Just do it one time just to say that you did it. But I promise you when you take that bite, it is going to be one of the best things that you have ever eaten in your entire life. That's going to do it for this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I hope that you're doing so, so amazing today. Head down into the show notes, check out the full recipe breakdown for this entire homemade ravioli recipe, including that cheese filling. I'm telling you, even if you don't make ravioli, even if you just want to make a lasagna or just like some kind of baked pasta dish, whatever, make this cheese filling and get back to me and tell me how much you love it. Or maybe you added something to it or modified it a little bit because you thought it needed X, Y, Z. That's great too. Let me know what you did so that way we can grow and we can learn together. If you like what you hear here, if you like listening to the show, leave a review over on the podcast platform you're listening to this on now. Like, comment, engage with the episodes. Engagement drives everything. If you like the show and you want to help it grow, if you want to help me reach more and more, then leave those comments, engage with it, and that's going to help me get so much more. I want to thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Mm-hmm.